Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net and you can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now we're getting into the Les Tremaine era on the Falcon. According to newspaper logs, Tremaine took over the role of the Falcon on August 5th, 1947, and continued through 1949. Uh, Les Damon was confirmed to be the lead as of January 8th, 1950, and counting up all the episodes, taking into account the various breaks in the series, Tremaine played the lead role in The Adventures of the Falcon for 113 or perhaps 114 episodes, of which we have two. Uh, We've heard Tremaine before, all the way back in Season 2 on The Adventures of the Thin Man, but I didn't properly talk much about his career then, and certainly it could stand a little bit of a refresher. Tremaine had an amazing radio career. Like men, he had success in the soaps when he landed the male lead on The Romance of Helen Trent. Then he became the star of the first Nighter program, replacing Don Amici. In addition... uh, to uh, the stance on the Thin Man and the Falcon, he also starred in the original Lost iteration of The Adventures of the Abbots from the 1940s. Not to be confused with the 1955 version that we're blessed to have 18 episodes of. He also was the host of the Radio Reader's Digest, and he co-starred with Jackie Gleason, in the Jackie Gleason Les Tremaine show, and he did a morning talk show with his second wife. He was also one of those actors who worked in New York and Hollywood and kind of went back and forth. Uh, During part of his run on the Falcon, the series originated from KHJ in Los Angeles over the Don Lee Mutual Network, although in other parts it originated from New York. He was also one of the few actors to appear in both East Coast radio revival programs like the CBS Radio Mystery Theater and West Coast ones like the Hollywood Radio Theater and Sears Radio Theater. For such an amazing body of work, he was admitted to the Radio Hall of Fame. Of course, Tremaine's career was far more than just his work in radio, and we'll talk a little bit more about that after today's episode. But let's go ahead and bring you today's episode of The Falcon, original air date, November 1st, 1948. And the title is, Murder is a Bad Bluff. The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Tremaine. Hello? Yes, it's the Falcon speaking. Oh, Lucy. I'm awfully sorry, Angel, but I'm afraid I'll have to skip tonight. I have to check on a character who is handing his girl a fast line. Claims he'll make a big mark in the world. And maybe he will. 
Unless somebody rubs him out. Once again, the Mutual Broadcasting System brings you the adventures of the Falcon. The Falcon, as you know, is Michael Waring, freelance detective, who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns... Murder is a bad bluff. It's early Monday evening in New York when the door of a small Fifth Avenue jewelry store opens and the clerk, alone in the store, turns to face a dapper young man. Yes, sir? What can I do for you? Were you ever in love? Was I? <laughs> well, naturally, sir, I'm a married man. I dare say I love my wife. Well, if you dare say you don't, let's see the most expensive bracelet you have. Yes, sir, one moment. A bracelet to encircle her tiny Ida Down wrist. Ida Down? That's a rather strange image, if I may say so. You may. Here you are, sir. Now, this bracelet. Beautiful, I'll take it. Now, let's see something in engagement. Yes, sir. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Good, I'll take that. Too. Which one? The whole table. I beg your pardon? Oh, but these aren't the best you have. Let's see the really big stone. Oh, come on, hurry it up. I... <laughs> Hiya. What's the matter? Did you ever see a gun before? Yes, sir. No, sir. I know you're kind I... of warm all of a sudden, so bring out the ice and we'll cool off. Yes, sir. And hurry it up or all of a sudden you'll be cold. Yes, sir. Stone cold. Yes, sir. All right, Rickard, let's go. Okay. You got the stuff? I've got the stuff. Okay, Barclay, but what took you so long? I wanted to do the job right. Gave the clerk a build-up. Build-up, build-up. You got a gun, haven't you? What more build-up you got to have? Trouble with this profession, Rickard. Not enough imagination. You walk in with a gun, the clerk sees it's a hold-up, and right from the start, it's him against you. But with me... With you, it's talk, 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 talk all the time. Change of pace. That's the secret, pal. Believe me, change of pace. Keep them guessing. By the time... How much did you get? A hat for rings, bracelets, necklaces, 30, 40 grand worth at least. Okay, we lay low a couple of days and then unload. I'll unload. Uh, how's that? Let me handle the fence. The old change of pace ought to be good for an extra 10 grand. Why, I... Okay, Barclay, you unload. I know you stay my way. I don't. But how else can I shut you up? Hello, bud. Hi, Angel. Sweet, light of my life. Oh, come here, Shirley. Hey, what's the matter? You call that a kiss? Where's the voltage? It's just that... I know, I know. You're tired. Well, I've got a little surprise for you, baby. It'll pep you up. Here, take a squint at this. An engagement ring. Uh-huh, like I promised. Look at the size of that sparkle. That's what I think of you, Sugar. You rate the bread. Where did you get it? Where did I get it? I bought it. I'm in the chip, sugar. Swung a big deal. With the president of the Midwestern Railroad? Ah, uh-huh, that's right. I told you. You told me a lot of things. But I can read, bud. What's that supposed to mean? Just that there's an item on the society page that the president of the Midwestern Railroad happens to be away on a yachting trip. Uh, sure, sure. I know that, sugar. I've been contacting him by radio. In that case, you ought to be able to tell me where this yachting trip is. Sure, sure. All right, go ahead. Where is it? Newport? Bermuda. Gulf of Mexico, maybe? What is it, the third degree? Bud, you've asked me to marry you. I've got a right to know something about you. I've 
I'm tired of these big stories. Now I want the truth. Look, Sugar, some things you can't explain. Why? Well, well, look, it's like this. A terrific merger's on the fire, see? But terrific. If word gets out about it, even a hint, it'll get the stock, stock market on fear, see? No. I don't see why you Just can't... Just sit tight, Sugar, huh? In a couple of days, it'll all be settled, and I'll collect my commission. You'll see big dough. Thirty, forty thousand bucks on the first installment. And then we can make oh, plans. Oh, stop it, bud. If you won't trust me, then... Like you'll trust me? Well, give me some reason. I'm getting tired of fairy tales. But did you ever happen to think, Sugar, maybe I'm getting tired of your nagging? I'm on the way up. You don't want to come along okay. Just remember you had your chance. Maybe I did. But I've heard it's not always healthy to take chances. Michael Waring? That's right. You're a private detective, the one they call a falcon? Mm-hmm. Are you very expensive? Depends. On what? What you call expensive. And uh, what you want me to do. Come in, let's talk it over. All right. Well, you might as well sit down, make yourself comfortable. Thank you. And tell me your name. Gloria Page. And why you want a detective? I'm engaged to be married. Congratulations. I'm not sure they're in order. That's what I want you to find out. Well, just a second, Gloria. I don't go in for petty snooping if you're just trying to find out whether your boyfriend is stepping out on you. No, Mr. Waring, I'm not concerned about other women. Mm -hmm. All right, then. What I want to know is, what does he do for a living? Didn't he tell you? (laughs) Yes, a number of things. But you don't believe him? I did until yesterday. They're too fantastic. All about big business deals, but he won't give me any details. Oh, so secretive, I can't help wondering if maybe he's mixed up in something illegal. Otherwise, why would he try to keep things from me? I don't know. Well, what'll it cost to have you investigate? Quite a lot, but I'll give you some advice for nothing. What's that? Forget him. I can't. As long as you have such serious doubts about Just him. Just the same, I... I love him. Well, then, what are you doing here? Hoping you'll prove my doubts are wrong. And if they aren't? I don't know, Mr. Wynn. You're just asking for heartache, Gloria. Well, it's my heart and my money. So how much do you want for a retainer? Hello, Tenez. My wedding. What brings you here, wedding? Only hang around and bar when you're looking for something. I like television. Yes. Hmm. You shouldn't have such a suspicious nature, Tenez. Bad for your digestion. I don't like coppers, and I don't like private dicks. Well, every man to his taste. You seen Barkley lately? Who? Bud Barkley. I don't know Barkley. I haven't seen him. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. Funny. I was told you're a pretty good friend of Barkley. Who told you? Oh, I've been getting around. In fact, Barkley himself tells me you were on a little job with him the other day. That's a lie. Sure. I was never on a job with Barkley in my life. If it was anybody, it was Rickard. He's the only one on Barkley's team. I thought you didn't know Barkley. Uh, so I know him. So thanks. For what? For some very pleasant conversation. And now, can I buy you a drink? Taxi! Just a second, Barkley. Uh, I'll be looking for you. Oh, hello, Tanez. Sorry I can't stop now. I've got a date. The driver will wait for you. Yeah, but I'm late. So you'll be later. Cut it out. That's a clean shirt. Just answer me one question, then I'll let you go. What's the devil beating you? 
How come you told Wedding what you did about me? What are you talking about? You told Wedding... Wedding? Who's Wedding? Mike Wedding, the falcon. Are you crazy, Tenez? I don't even know where. He says you do. Well, I... But, Gabby, you better go on. I'll take another cab. I just, what does Waring say I told him? He says you told him I pulled a job with you. What? That's what he said about me. So you blew your top and started yapping about me, is that it? Well, it made me sore. Oh, you popped off. I didn't say much. Why, you dumb jerk, don't you see Waring was just trying to trap you into spilling on me? I didn't spill. Well, at least you didn't know about the Holloway job, I'm wondering. Holloway job? Ah, look, look, and there's, uh, you got any idea what Waring's angle is? Holloway job. That was the jewelry hall. Now, listen, Turnez. So you're the boy who pulled that one, huh? You were Rika. Oh, you didn't hear me right. I heard you very right. And you know something, Barkley? I think Waring would be kind of interested to hear about it, too. I don't start getting ideas. I got him already. Well, go ahead, Barkley. We won't discuss it here. You don't want to keep your dates waiting. But I got a hunch you and me are going to do business. Hello, Sticker. Sorry I'm late. Well, but I'm afraid from now on it's better never than late. Are you still on that kick? I know how things stand now. That's why I asked you over. And I thought maybe you'd come to your senses. I have. We're through, but. Now, look, sugar, a lot of things have gone wrong today. I don't want to have trouble with you, too. I have big business deals coming big up. Big I... business? With crooks like Greg Rickard and Lou Turnett. Who's been talking? Nobody. I had to know the truth, but I had to. So? So I hired a detective. You what? Who are you? So you're the one who hired Waring. Yes. You won't be satisfied until I do a stretch, will you? No, but I don't want to cause you any trouble. Luck's like. I don't. Now that I found out what I wanted to know, I've called off Mike. Oh, it's Mike. Mr. Waring, what's the difference? Anyway, I've called him off. Thanks. What makes you sure he'll stay off? He isn't interested in you, but he's found out who your friends are. That's all I wanted to know. Now you'd better go. Oh, sure. Sure, get out of here. But you're just dirt and no good crook. Go on, why don't you tell me off? Tell me what you really think of me. Get out, bud. Oh, so now I'm not even worth talking to. I just get out. All right, I'll get out. But before I do, here's something for you to remember me for. <laughs> this afternoon. Brushed right by me without speaking. Hmm? When was that? At Barclays. What? I wasn't at Barclays this afternoon. Funny. I could swear it was you. That's a lie. Oh, I get so excited, Bar. So I thought I saw you. Is there something to make you blow a gasket? No, it just... Well, I wasn't there. Okay, my mistake. 
You see, I was going up to see Barkley, and just as I started in the building, this character rushes out. And like I say, he's a dead ringer for you. So I start to say hello, but you... <laughs> he... <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> so I ring Barkley's bell, and no answer. When I try the door, and it's not locked, I go in. And what do you think I find? I don't know. Don't you, Rika? I told you I don't. I wasn't there. Okay. I remember that. When the law asks me, I'll tell them it wasn't you that I saw, Ricard. It was just somebody who happens to look exactly like you. Now, wait a minute. Well, I have to tell them something, eh? Because inside Barclay's apartment, I see how come that character who rushes out is in such a hurry, he don't even notice me. Are you trying to say... Yes, Rachel, you guessed it. I find Barclay lying on the sofa. And he don't even so much as say hello. Which I can't blame him, eh? Seeing as how he just happens to be sort of, uh, kind of, uh, very dead. Tomorrow, throughout our nation, Americans who appreciate the right to rule themselves will go to the polls and cast their ballots to elect their leaders. The right to vote is the very cornerstone of our American heritage of freedom. When you vote, vote as you please, as your conscience dictates, but vote. For freedom is everybody's job. And if you vote, you're letting America down. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. A few hours have passed since the murder of Bud Barclay. The story has hit the newsstands and found an interested reader in Mike Waring, who is now calling on his ex-client, Gloria Pace. You seen the paper, Gloria? Yes. Well? Well, what? You hire me to check on Barkley. I do. And my report is hardly in when he winds up dead. I can't help wondering if there's a connection. Is there? You mean that I'd kill him? No. You saw him this afternoon? Yes. And had a fight? What makes you say that? Look in the mirror. I told him we were through. He didn't like it. He uh, didn't like kind of rough. He was furious when he found out that I'd hired you. Oh, you told him that? Yes. So he slapped you around. Do you have an alibi for the murder time? I don't know. I guess not. I was here alone after he left. Well, that's not going to sound so good to the police when they learn about your fight with Barkley. Do they have to know? You were his girl. They're sure to be around with questions. What'll I do? That's up to you. You told me you loved Barkley. I thought I did. Thought? Well, after this afternoon... Yeah, I see what you mean. You warned me there'd be heartache. There was when you told me he was sensitive. And after the way he acted, it's all over. <laughs> you heal fast. You think I killed him? I didn't say that. Believe me, Mike, I'm sorry he's dead. I was shocked when I read about it. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me. Oh, that's all right, Gloria. It's not me you have to convince. It's the police. <laughs> Yes? Hello. My name's Michael Waring. I'd like to talk to you. What about? Murder. You're Greg Rickard, aren't you? Am I? Well, this is his apartment, and you're in it, so it seems like a reasonable assumption. Oh, that's what I call a detective. <laughs> okay, I'm Rickard. Now, where do we go from here? Inside. More comfortable. All right, Waring. I'm glad you're not going to be difficult. That remains to be seen. What do you want? I understand you and Bud Barkley were pals. 
How come you understand that? In my business, a fellow asks questions. But he doesn't always get the right answer. Well, suppose you give me an answer then. Was Barkley a pal of yours? I knew him. When's the last time you saw him? A couple of days ago. Not today? Not today. Where were you this afternoon? Right here. All afternoon? All afternoon. Suppose I were to tell you I tried to phone you and got no answer. Then I'd say I was in the shower and didn't hear the phone. For over an hour? I kept trying. I was very dirty. Oh, you can do better than that, Rickard. Oh, I was taking a nap with the radio playing. That's better, huh? But at least now I know you were lying. So are you. Anyhow, you haven't put me at Barclays, if that's what you're trying to do. Give me time. How come you're trying to nail me for the job anyway? Just because I knew Barclays? Well, I have to start somewhere. You know any better suggestions? Yeah, there are plenty just as good. Anybody else who knew Barclays? Girl, for instance. Gloria? Mm-hmm. Do you know any reason why she should have wanted to kill Barclays? You know any reason why I should have? I'm working on it. But as long as we're playing the field just now, who else should we consider? Lou Ternes? Hmm? No. No. Why do you say that? Why not? He knew Barkley, too, didn't he? Believe me, Waring, it wasn't Ternes. What makes you so sure? All right, I'm not sure. Only I don't think it was Ternes. It's not like him. Funny you should be so anxious to protect him. I'm not trying to protect him. You think it's Ternes? Okay. I don't think it's Ternes. Yes. From the way you've been acting, I may get around to it. At any rate, it's an angle worth checking. Thanks, Richard. Hello, Trinez. Some people can't take a hint. Look, Wedding, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't like people in your racket. I don't like you. Well, why should I let a little thing like that stop me when we have so much in common? Like what? Like you don't like me, I don't like you. That could be the basis for a beautiful friendship. Are you going to get out of here? Nope. Then I will. What do you know about the Barkley murder, Trinez? Sit down, Wedding. Sit down. Let go, Wedding. Sit down. I want to talk to you. Now, look, Waiting, I don't like... Is there any reason why Rickard should want to frame you for the murder? What? Did he? (laughs) Ah, no, you don't, Waiting. No, I don't what? You tell me Rickard is trying to frame me. That's supposed to set me off on Rickard. Sorry. I don't want to play. I didn't say Rickard tried to frame you. Uh I was just wondering. Uh He tried to keep you out of this. Maybe he was really protecting you. Or maybe he just thought that would make me suspicious. Well, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. Now, look, Harry Waring, I told you I'm not going to help you. Go on back to the babe and tell her you drew a blank. Babe? Gloria Page. Where'd you get the idea I'm working for her? Barkley. Was he wrong? No. I was working for her, but that was before the murder. Now I'm strictly on my own. Where's the profit in that? You never can tell. Well, you won't get any dividends from me. Can't hurt to try. There's something between you and Rickard. I want to know what it is. Ask Rickard. I did. Now I'm asking you. You're just wasting your time, Wedding. I could beat it out of you. you... Could you? On the second thought, I guess I couldn't. Not as long as you have that busted beer mug in your hand. That's right, Wedding. And now, if you don't want it in your face, just get out of my way. Hello, Tennis. I've been expecting you to come in. Good. 
Have you uh, got the money, Rico? Well, that's what I call coming right to the point. This is not a social call, Rico. Have you got it? Naturally. Good. You know, I've been thinking. Maybe I'm letting you off too easy. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. You don't want me to talk to the police about what happened this afternoon. But the police aren't the only ones interested. Waring? Yeah. He's in it, too. So you tell him. All he can do with it is turn it over to the police. Maybe I could make a deal. He might pay more for my information than you've offered for silence. Why don't you ask him? I prefer to do business with you. But I think you'd better sweeten the kitty. <laughs> What's the joke? I've been doing some thinking, too, Tenez. I've been thinking only a sucker pays blackmail, because once he starts, there's no stopping. Sometimes you don't have any choice. Yeah, that's right. But this gun gives me a choice. Hey, wait a minute. Don't, don't worry, Tenez. I won't. Not here. It looks like a nice night for a drive. So, let's go, shall we? <laughs> Turn right at the next corner and stop when you get to the door. Look, Rickard, I'll swear you weren't at Barclays today. I'll swear... You'll to... swear anything with a gun looking your way. You'll sing a different song if I give you a chance, and I do mean sing. No, I'm okay, saying... Okay, Turnes, here's where we stop. But I'm telling I you... I said stop. Now, you know... Rickard, if you'd only... Get out. <laughs> now start walking. Straight ahead. Go on. I'll be right behind you. Break her down. I'll do anything you say, only only give me a break. Keep on walking out to the end of the pier. You didn't kill Barkley. I can prove it. Give me a chance. Look, look, let's, let's talk it over, huh? You, you didn't kill him. I'll swear to it. Anything, only... Okay. Don't... Now, stop. Please, Rickard, I... After you've cast your vote for your favorite candidates in tomorrow's election, you'll want to be among the first to know who the winners are. So tune to Mutual tomorrow night, for Mutual and the station to which you're now listening is your best bet for fast, accurate, complete election returns. Yes, for radio's clearest, easiest to understand, and most exciting election returns, it's Mutual on election night. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twelve hours have passed since Rickard switched from buying silence to gunning for it. Now he's in his room, packing, when there's a knock at the door. Come in. You can take those back. Oh, you wear Mm-hmm. Who'd you expect? A moving man for that trunk? Look, Waring, I don't have time Don't to... be so sure. You'll probably get plenty of time. What's that supposed to mean? Just that when I read that Tenez was fished out of the river with a slug in him, I thought of you. When it said he was still alive, I had a hunch you'd be preparing to clear out before Ternez recovers enough to talk. All right, I'm moving. That doesn't prove anything. But Ternez is talking, Will. Next time you toss a pal in the drink, you better make sure he stopped breathing first. You can't prove anything on and me. And you don't intend to wait until I can, is that it? I don't intend to wait because I have other plans and you're not stopping me. No, but maybe the law will. May I use your phone? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, don't be like that. I'll give you a nickel. Put down that phone. Oh, sorry, pal. Put down that phone. Are you... I was waiting for you to reach for your gun. Now I'll take it. Now you can get back to your packing, Richard. You're going for a trip, all right. 
but it's not the one you planned. Hello, Tunez. The doctor said I could come in for a minute. Hello, Eddie. How are you feeling? All right. Until you come in. You can turn that off now, Tunez. We're on the same team with you state's evidence against Rickard. Yeah. The police tell me you've not only tabbed Rickard for plugging you, but for doing the job on Barkley, too. Yeah. That's why he wanted to finish me. Because I saw him coming up at Barkley right after the murder. What were you doing at Barkley? He called me yesterday afternoon. Morning, but he wanted to see me. What about? He didn't say. When I got to his place, he was there. Oh, hmm. Well, thanks, Tunez. Looks like we've pretty well taken care of Mr. Rickard. We've got him for attempted murder on you, and now that he's in so deep anyway, he's admitted pulling some robberies with Barkley. Uh, the only thing he won't admit is Barkley's murder. But with your testimony, I think we'll clinch that, too. Uh-huh. Only not against Ricky. What? No, Tunez. That little job was your handiwork. What? So hurry up and get well, because you've got to face a murder trial, and if you're any sort of a man, you won't want to take it lying down. <laughs> So you see, Gloria, when Ternez found out that Barkley and Rickard had worked the jewelry job, he went up to Barkley to ask for blackmail. And when Barkley didn't want to pay as much as Ternez demanded, Ternez killed him and took everything he had. Mm -hmm. And then, just as he was leaving, he saw Rickard go into Barkley. He knew Rickard wouldn't want it known that he was at the scene so near the time of the murder, so Ternez tried to blackmail him. You see, Ternez wasn't satisfied with just Barkley's half of the split. He wanted the whole take. So he blackmailed Rickard for a murder he committed himself? Yeah. Talk about gall, huh? Well, tell me, Mike, how did you know Ternez was the murderer? Well, simple. Ternez claimed the last time he spoke to Barkley was yesterday morning. He said when he arrived at Barkley's yesterday afternoon, Barkley was already dead. Mm hmm But Ternez knew I was working for you. When I asked him how he knew, he said Barkley told him. Yes. Well, don't you see? Barkley didn't know that until you told him yesterday afternoon. Of course. So that meant Ternez was lying. He did see Barkley yesterday afternoon, but he arrived before the murder, not after, and killed Barkley in order to rob him. Well, that clears that up, then. Now, there's just one other thing. What's that? I only hired you to check on Barkley, but you kept right after his murder until you solved that. Why? What did you hope to gain? It's a beautiful night, Gloria. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful moon. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful girl. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, until the murder was cleared up, you were a suspect. You know something, Gloria? I was never much good at kissing through a wire screen. Murder doesn't fit the frame. Murder doesn't fit the frame. That's the title of next week's adventure of the Falcon when Mike Waring learns that if you know the name of a murderer... You'd better spill that information before he spills your blood. So be sure to listen next week at the same time to another exciting adventure of the Falcon. The adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake. Produced by Bernard L. Schubert. Written tonight by Jerome Epstein and directed by Richard Lewis. Music by Milton Kay. Les Tremaine was starred as the Falcon. Turnez was played by Joe DeSantis. This program came from New York... This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
Welcome back. This is a pretty standard classic Falcon story, with a lot of shady characters, misdirection, and even one character looking like they're certainly guilty, only for a minor slip-up by the true murderer to give the game away. The big difference, of course, is that when most old-time radio fans think of the Falcon, they think of Les Damon for the sheer number of Less Damon episodes that are in circulation. But other than that, this is a pretty standard Falcon story. It's worth noting that often in these Falcon stories, the Falcon is offstage for most of the episode, even compared to shows like Boston, Blackie, or Philo Vance that show a lot of criminal machinations, I think the Falcon is often even more aloof, often coming in to solve the action or sort the mess after various characters have taken up two-thirds of the episodes. But that's not the case with every episode. The log from the Digital Deli noted that the series moved to Los Angeles in February 1948 and was originated from Hollywood. I'm assuming that the series was originated in New York at this point. Not only did it feature Joe DeSantis, who was a fixture of New York radio, but the previous week's program, according to the log, was called Nick Carter and the Falcon, involving a team-up between Nick Carter and the Falcon, with Carter also being a New York-based show. By the way, the Nick Carter and the Falcon episode is the second detective crossover episode I'm aware of. The other was a crossover between Sam Spade and George Valentine from Let George Do It. Both are missing, although the fact that the Falcon episode we have in circulation comes only one week after the Falcon-Carter crossover makes it feel like a near miss. The voting PSA was interesting. It definitely shows how society has changed. It suggests that voters were more susceptible to being shamed for not uh, turning out. I remember that MTV campaign from a few years back, Vote or Die, so I guess whether being a society motivated by shame or one by fear uh, is better is certainly a debate you can have. Now, as to Les Tremaine, I did want to talk a little about his TV and film career. Uh, he did a lot of television, though most of it was kind of one-off guest appearances. Uh, he did have a recurring role as Inspector Queen on the Further Adventures of Ellery Queen, which was broadcast in the late 50s. Uh, but his uh, TV guest uh, log seemed to be endless. Uh, he was on uh, just some examples, The Andy Griffith Show, The Rifleman, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Dr. Kildare, and The Alfred Hitchcock Hour. He also had some small parts in some well-remembered films like Goldfinger and North by Northwest, and he was also uh, enlisted in some low-budget cult films like King Kong vs. Godzilla, The Slime People, War Between the Planets, and Creature of Destruction. And in addition to all of that, he was also involved in a variety of animated projects into the 90s. Uh, he worked on Mr. Magoo, Scooby-Doo, The Smurfs, Johnny Quest, Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer, and Daffy Duck's Fantasy Island. He also played the TV original character Mentor in the 1970s live-action children's TV series Shazam. So even if you were too young to have heard 
Tremaine in his detective roles, or even during the golden age of radio, he probably has been part of your childhood or a B-movie viewing binge. The role I remember Tremaine for was the wishing well in Daffy Duck's Fantasy Island, and there were likely so many more times that I enjoyed his work that I didn't notice or didn't remember. He had an incredible career, and it's a shame that we don't have more episodes with him. Well, now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day, and I want to go ahead and thank Steve. Steve has been one of our Patreon supporters since June of 2015, currently supporting the program at the shameless level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Steve. And that will do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And if you're enjoying it on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. We'll be back next Monday with another adventure with the Falcon. But join us back here tomorrow for the start of another Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial where... Just what are your plans, Mrs. Lanfear? Plans, Johnny? I I don't quite know what you mean. Well, suppose the companies make prompt payment on these claims. That'll mean $400,000. Well, really, Mr. Dollar, aren't you overstepping bounds a little bit? Maybe. But if it'll make you feel any better, or if it'll help to hasten the settlement, I'll tell you. I'll sell what is left of this property and leave the country. Leave for where? Somewhere in Europe on the continent. Alone? I beg you... Of course, alone. Sorry, I just wondered. Doug and I were too close to even think of my having boyfriends or whatever you want to call it. The more I think about it, the more I resent that question. No particular implication meant, Mrs. Lanford. Next thing, you'll start implying that the sea legs wasn't wrecked at all, that Doug is still alive somewhere. And that if you can't dig them up out of the sea, your precious companies can somehow contrive to keep the money... I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.